Just because you're holding a mop doesn't mean you're cleaning. Wednesday afternoon, episode 26. Thunderstorms are rolling through South Jersey, rolling across the Northeast. We really needed this rain today. It was been, it's been dry. There's been fires. There's been smoke. There's been pollen. There's bees. It's a fucking nightmare. But thunderstormed hellishly for a while. Sunny again, but everything's nice and wet. Who doesn't like things nice and wet, you know? <laughs> so we're going to start this off. Here's a couple bullet points first. We're going to do, obviously, this date in history. And then we had a going away party and a retirement party at the same time today. We're going to talk about that. And then we're going to get into the military health segment. And I'm going to talk about getting shots. The point in basic training when you get your shots done and how horrifying that is if you're scared of needles. And then, of course, we're going to wrap it up with the random question of the day. So... Oh, I'm a little choked up there. With that being said, we're going to hit the old This Date in History. History has its eyes on me. So this date in history, June 14th. June 14th is recognized in the United States as Flag Day. This commemorates the adoption of the flag of the United States on June 14th, 1777, by resolution of the Second Continental Congress. The resolution stated, resolved, that the flag of the 13 United States be 13 stripes, alternate red and white, that the Union be 13 stars, white in a blue field, representing a new constellation. While Flag Day was celebrated in various communities for many years after 1777, it was not until August 3rd of 1949 that President Harry S. Truman signed an act of Congress designating June 14th of each year as National Flag Day. The week of June 14th is also designated as National Flag Week. During National Flag Week, the president will issue a proclamation urging U.S. citizens to fly the American flag for the duration of that week. The flag should also be displayed on all government buildings. So shout out to Flag Day. Um, Before you fly your flag, just make sure you know what you're doing before you do it. A lot of people do weird shit with flags. I don't know why, but it's like a thing people do. So Uh, yeah, you got to show that national pride. You guys get it. Preach it to the choir here. So moving right along. Today we had a going away party and a retirement party for my two bosses. So they're they're both in, they're both above me in the office in office hierarchy. It's me. It's the airman. I'm in charge of them. My immediate boss. She's in charge of me. Her immediate boss. He's in charge of all of us, so to speak. Um, she is she got orders her and her family moving to texas she got orders to be a spanish instructor so she's teaching like foreign nationals and um spanish-speaking contractors it basically so she's going to do that and then her boss he is retiring in august september we don't really know yet sometime by the end of the year he's definitely gone but some factors weigh into that depending on when he leaves or like when he's allowed to leave. So they figured they'd get it done in one shot since he's kind of going to be checked out and she's leaving tomorrow or so. So um, we had a going away party for him at this restaurant. Pretty good Italian restaurant. I didn't think it was the best. The marinara was a little, you could tell the marinara definitely wasn't made today or it was heated up early this morning because it was a little dry. Uh, 
not really too marinara-y. I've had better sauce in my life, but it was a nice restaurant, a little expensive. But the thing about going away parties is in the military, they happen all the time. Like at least once a month, there's a going away party. There's someone retiring, leaving, separating from the military, and you have a going away party. Um, They're always... It's kind of sad, but at the same time, it's like normal. It's like just something that happens. It's just, a, it's just like a normal thing. Like you make friends with these people over two, three, four, five years, and then you're on your way. Like you see you later. Like it's it's really just how it goes, and um, everyone's used to it. So it's not like a sappy. We're all gonna cry, and I'll never see you again. Keep in touch, pen pal. Shit. Like we're obviously gonna still keep talking. We're still in the military together. It's just people leave. So it is sad, um, and it's a lot of. There is a lot of nonsense that goes into it. Everyone kind of says like the same shit, like, oh, you're so important to this unit and I look forward to working with you again. I know you're going to do great things. Uh, Just keep working hard. Keep your head up and call me if you need anything. And then the next person goes and it's mostly that over and over again. Um, So it's a lot of lip service. But I mean, for the most part, a lot of it's true. Sometimes you might know something about somebody and think they're an asshole, but to everyone else, they're just a nice person. So um, it's just something you need to do. Like you just need to go to one. Uh, And yeah, I mean, so my immediate supervisor, her and her family, or she was like mentoring me on how to control the office because I've never done that before. My like I've never been in charge of more than one person since I came here. And then now they're here like, oh, you're in charge of eight people now. It's eight different personalities, eight different fucking problems, eight different issues. You know what I mean? Like it's and then you have to control all of them. Like you gotta fucking wrangle the cats. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. So she did a pretty good job of kind of letting me ride, like go ahead and do your thing. I know you're brand new at it and I'll kind of guide you along the way. And Sergeant, the old, uh, her boss was also helpful with that. They kind of gave me free reign after like the first two weeks. Like, all right, you're an adult, you know, you're 35. You're not like a child that's in charge. Although you act like a child sometimes and you like to hang around with the younger airmen and like, you know, you joke around with them a lot. But after like two or three weeks, they kind of trusted me enough to be like, all right, he fucks around, but he's also an adult in the room and they all get their work done and they respect him. So she was helpful in kind of push guiding me down that route. And so was um, her boss. He was also really good with just being like, all right, we're not going to do that. Here's a better way to do it type of thing. And uh, they all looked up to her. Like they, they treated her like she was like a mom, basically. Like they treated her like it was like a, like a parent. So they look, they look to me like the, I'm more fun, you know, like I'm, I'm cause it's a room full of dudes and she was like the only female in there. So they respected her more because obviously she's the only female and she was very, she's Spanish, like hardcore Spanish. So she was very loud and demanding and um, not really like that. Although I like, I can, I let them know when they're stepping over the line. Like we joke around and we fuck around a lot all day. So I let them know like, all right, we're going to tone down the rhetoric now. And I don't really, it's not because I care. It's because someone else might hear it that doesn't understand our relationship and doesn't understand. Like, I don't mind fucking around. But then they're like, well, they shouldn't talk to you like that. You know, you shouldn't let them let it get that far. Um, So big shoes to fill, I guess, for me. But the going away part, it's just part of the military life. So fun fact, though, I did not get a going away party for my last base. Just didn't get one. And I wanted to say a a big old fuck you to everybody that's over there. because You fucking pieces of shit. I was there the longest out of anybody. I was there when that place was in a trailer with fucking four people and we had asbestos dripping out of the ceilings. We didn't have cubicles. We didn't have computers set up yet. I was the one in there fucking giving weather reports covered in white dust because the fucking floor was falling apart. Working 12-hour shifts overnight for fucking four months. And then uh, 
it was a it was like all right good luck at your next base no party no award ceremony no going away no like we know you worked really hard and you know we're gonna miss you type thing all that shit none of that stuff and to me i didn't want it because it was a bunch of people i didn't even know they had no business trying to get to know me because they were just like oh he's been here forever he must be a salty asshole it's like no you're a fucking asshole i'm not the bad guy here i've been here for so long i've been here before you even got in the military i've been at this place you know I've, i've built this fucking thing and at the end of the day they were just like all right see you later another number um I think only one person over there has reached out to me and been like, how's it going in New Jersey? Even that was like right after I left. And it was mostly just like, did you get there safe kind of thing? It wasn't even like, how's the job? Nothing. So fuck them. And I tell them, I I tell the airmen I work with, I was like, look, you're going to come across people that they're just not going to give a shit about you. Like end of the day, they're going to be selfish or they're just not going to care. They're going to say they care, but they just don't. I was like, so you can, when you find people that you do get along with, and we get along really well in the office. But from my experience, fuck them. Not the people I work with. I'm saying back in the day, like those people. Like, yeah, we, you know, I've been there for, I was there for six years out of the total seven I've been in the military. And then I don't even get, do you want to go out to dinner? Do you want to do anything? Do you want to have an award ceremony? Because I get an award when you leave and all this stuff. No, just see you later. Get there safe. So fuck them. But speaking of military life, um, we're going to get into the military health portion of uh, the BMT experience um, and how that goes. So the thing about the military health and especially in BMT. So I already painted the scene for you. We're marching around. We got our uniforms. We're sneaker weakers. I think at this point we might've had boots. We're wearing boots more off. You have to wear them like hour on, hour off. And like you kind of just change them on for the first half of the day. Second half of the day, you take them off and then you just do that until they're broken in and you're wearing them full time. So we go to this health, this, uh, it's, it's not even a hospital. It's similar to like a cafeteria is a good way to put it. And everything has lines on the drawn on the ground and there's rope and again you're in like you're not speaking you're not talking to the doctors nothing so like here to get your immunizations today and we're going to take your blood work and it's like all right and you're let's do this thing there's no real instruction other than take your blouse off so like you wear like you have an undershirt on like keep that on roll up both sleeves and if you can unbuckle your like be prepared to unbuckle your pants other than that shut the fuck up like that (laughs) That's pretty much it. And if you've gotten your immunizations already, sit, go over there on the other side of the building and sit Indian style. And then everyone's going to sit behind you. And then you're like, if you're standing, that means you still need blood work or your shots done. So of course you're in this place. And the only saving grace of this thing is that it's AC in there. It's ice cold. That's the only benefit of this place. Other than that, it's a fucking mill. It's a it's a needle mill. There's sh- you're getting shots, you're getting needles poked and prodded. So you go into this place, you have you don't even have anything. You have your CAC card. I think did we even get our CAC? I don't know. Yeah, we had our CAC cards, which are our military IDs. And you stand there, you have it like in your little pouch that's around your neck. You're not even holding it yourself because they can't trust you with anything. And you're legit standing there and you're moving forward. Same similar to, to the lunch line I described, like right on top of the person in front of you. And you're just snaking through this line. And the doctors are telling you to hurry up. The nurses, hurry up, move forward, move forward next. And they count off, get to the front and like, all right, 10 people count off. And this is a funny joke because for people that are in the military, it happens all the time. Even when you, you can be in the military for 19, 20 years, when they tell people to count off, someone fucks it up. And it's usually like number six or seven for some reason is overthinking it. So it's like one, two, three, four. And then the person that's four is like, uh, 
six and it's like ah, start over again and then everyone's like you fucking idiot just count like if the person in front of you says four you say five that's it it's not that fucking hard it happens every single time we get told to count off every time and it, it's happened recently it's happened at this base less than a month ago count off you hear one two three four seven and you're like what the fuck are you doing where did you get seven out of there where did you get seven it's like oh i was counting ahead and i was looking behind me and it's like why are you looking behind you like what are you doing like you know what i mean like what are you doing where you're looking behind you to count but this is day one of this like this is still like new to everybody so like just counting one through ten takes it took literally like 11 minutes out of my life because people could not figure it the fuck out and then you get people that are scared and they're trying to like scurry out of like oh if i don't count they're not going to count me i'm gonna have to skip my shot like no asshole that's not anything close to how it works so they're just being hesitant like uh, eight 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 and they don't start over again like and then they start yelling at you like how hard is this to do assholes so after you finally get that done they're like all right you're next you're the next batch and you're like next batch like what are we doing in here and you're just facing a door and there's a left turn you can't see past this. There's a um, a shade, like a screen door. Can't see through it. And you're like, all right, you're waiting and hearts rate. You have no idea what's going on on top. You have you really have no idea what's going on. All you see out of the corner of your eye is people exiting the other side of this on the other side of the the doorway. There's another door on the opposite opposite wall, and they're coming out dripping blood and they're limping and their pants are down. And you're like, what the hell happened in there? Like, so you go in and they're like, name, you're like Donahue, spell it. You spell D-O-N-O. All right, we got you. What's your social security number? You let it rip. I almost put my social security out there for you guys. You let it rip. And then uh, they type little something, 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 something prints out. And then you turn and legitimately there's at least 10 nurses, technicians, doctors, whoever, whatever you want to call them. And they're all standing with a cooler or a fridge behind them. They pass down your your shot record, they turn around, they get a shot that you need. So if you didn't have any shots coming in the military, you're going to get like 13, 14 of these shots right away. If you like, you can't get your shot record, like it's mostly if you're like an immigrant or your family like just sucks and you never, they did it. There's no record of your shots. You're going to get every shot. You Again, MMR, every single hepatitis, you're going to get tetanus, penicillin. You're going to get all these shots. So right before you go down this and you have both sleeves rolled up now, both sleeves are rolled up, you're facing forward and they all have the shot in their hand. Each side, both sides are just sitting there and they're staring at you and you're waiting to get told to walk. (laughs) And I'm telling you, it is as horrifying. There's no music. It's dead silent. It's ice cold. But before you start, you have to unbuckle your pants and put them around your ankles. So you drop your drawers. You still have your underwear on, but you're dropping your drawers. So you're scurrying. So they're like, go ahead. And you're like, what do you mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what do you mean? Go ahead and like, shut the fuck up and go. It's basically you go down each arm. Boom, boom. Shot in each arm. Take another step forward. Two more shots. Take another step forward. Two more shots. Right in the arm. So right there, you just got six vaccines pumped into you. No questions asked. You didn't have time to think about it. Like, there's no like, oh my God, I'm scared. I'm going to take it. Like, you're already, it's already over. And they're telling you to relax, relax. You're tensed up because they have to hit the muscle. It's sore. Then you get to the end, right? So I had to do, I had seven shots, right? Seven. I get these seven shots in my arms, three in one arm, four in the other. And they're like, pull down your right. Pull down your underwear so your right butt cheek is showing. I'm like, excuse me? And they're like, pull it down. <laughs> You're like, what? 
Okay. And like your arms are bleeding. They're shredded. Like they're pouring blood out of them. You pull down your underwear. They hit you with a... If you've ever seen a penicillin shot, this needle is the size of like a pencil. It's fucking huge. They stick you in the ass with it and you feel... So it's called a peanut butter shot because it feels like they're injecting peanut butter because it's such a slow substance and you feel it filling up your ass cheek How and how it's disgusting. It feels like a rock is getting put into your right butt, your, your ass cheek. And it takes like 10 seconds to do it. So you're sitting there, you're already in pain, adrenaline's going and they have this needle in there and you're like, like stop moving, stop moving. Because if you flinch and it hits the muscle in your butt, it like hits a nerve, there's nerves and stuff down there and like it fucking, it hurts more. So they do that and they're like, pull up your pants and go sit down Indian style. And you're like, okay. And you like waddle forward and you pull up your pants, you're bleeding all over the place. And I don't know if it's the vaccines or just the adrenaline or the nerves or what, but everyone passes out or as soon as they step out, they fall down. And I'm like, I'm not going to be a pussy and fall down. That ain't, that ain't me, dog. You know, that's not happening. Sure enough, I step out the door, bro. The AC, like, I don't know if it's the cold air. I don't know what it was, but I felt like I was going to faint. And again, I wasn't trying to be a bitch. So I just kind of fought through it. And like, I fell into like the person in front of me and they're like, you're right. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. And like, sit the fuck down. So you waddle over, you sit down and you can feel all the penicillin built up in your ass cheek like literally it feels like there's a tennis ball in your ass and they're like people are whispering like yo if you just massage it it'll spread it quicker so you have to like massage your ass or like sit on it and like rub it on the floor but you have to do it like low key because if they see you moving too much they're gonna yell at you so you do this and now you're waiting again because you have to wait for everyone to go and then there's some people that didn't need any anything else done like they didn't need their blood drawn or something so some people get to leave or they get i don't know they go outside and like they get told to do something else and then uh i had to get blood drawn so i'm like maybe the shot part was the was the easy part maybe that was maybe that was the hard part like maybe that was the hard part it's over i don't need to do this anymore nope so you get up and like we're gonna draw blood i'm like all right i was like i have terrible veins like we'll find one and you got to remember these people aren't evil. They're not like, they've just done this probably a thousand times in this one day. And this is all they do every single day. So they're su- super jaded. Like this is all they do. So it's not like they're evil and they're trying to hurt you. It's just that they've done it so many times and they've dealt with all this shit and they've heard every excuse. And at some point they've probably been told like, just stick them with it. You know, like just stick, just fucking stick it to them. They'll be fine. And you sit down, you put your arm out. She slaps you. This lady, it was a lady, old lady too. She slaps my, slaps my forearm. She's like, oh, there's a vein. No deep breath. No, like, hold on. Nothing. Just jabs it in there, hooks up. And I'm taking, she's taking vials out of me at this point. Just vile, vile, vile. Takes it out. She's like, do you need Gatorade? I was like, I love a Gatorade. She's like, do you think you're going to pass out? I was like, no. She's like, you don't need a Gatorade then. Jesus Christ. Like, you take it easy, lady. You know, like, you can't just sneak me one or something. So you get up from that and your arms are legit dripping blood. And then there, you go over, you get them clean. You get like, they give you like the alcohol pad. They wipe all the blood up. They put some band-aids, pretty much a big ass gauze pad on both arms. Roll your sleeves down, put your uniform back on, go stand outside. And you have to wait for your flight to get all done. Or if your flight's going to take longer because some people legit faint and they pass out. So you have to, the wingman thing comes into play here. So if your wingman falls down, you have to go with him to the hospital. So like we have to make sure who we're supposed to have is where they're supposed to be or they're at the hospital or they're staying behind. So you get yelled at the whole way back. And I'm telling you, getting all those vaccines at once is not good. Getting vaccines is fine. They work. It's normal. Getting them all like that is not okay. I don't know if it's, again, if it's the heat or the marching or the stress, we're walking back and I'm like, yo, my mouth, 
taste like poison. It, it just had this metallic, it tasted like a battery. If you ever licked the end of a battery as a kid, I don't know, maybe I'm a weirdo for doing that, but it had that disgusting battery acid taste to it. And then we get back up, we get back to our dorm and they're like, is anyone going to faint? And you're like, no. Does anyone think they're going to faint? No. Is anyone having any reactions, any itchiness, any rashes? If you don't tell me now, it's not going to get treated. And you're like, nope. Some people are like, yeah, I got it. And like they send them off and you know they're gone for the rest of the night. So you do that and then they're like, the whole next day, everyone gets sick because your immune system just got put through the fucking ringer. So you you legit wake up and you have a fever or you're coughing, sniffles. I had a cough and I, I probably had a fever, but I think it was, I don't know if it was just the heat or not, but you don't want to get sick at basic training at all, ever. Because if you get sick and they you're like, oh shit, you're sick, we have to isolate you, you get washed back a full week. If you miss like a two, one day, two days, you can miss like one day. If you miss like anything more than that, they kick you back a week. So now you're staying an extra week that you shouldn't have stayed and you're just doing things over again and just kind of participating. You're not actually doing anything because they know you already did it. So like you don't want to get sick and you don't want to tell people you're sick or hurt. So you just push through. But from that point for the next two weeks, it's everyone's coughing, sneezing, fever, f- fucking pet fainting because your immune system just took a shotgun shell and your body's finally getting used to living with 50 strangers in a crowded room with no AC or minimal AC. So I think the average temperature is like 76 in these dorm rooms. Like it's hot. It's and like stale. You know what I mean? People are farting and shit. No, there's always that one kid or two kids that don't wear deodorant or they're like, oh, I've never showered in my life or I showered in the lake growing up. Like it's like, what, man? You don't know how to use a shower. So you got to deal with all that. So there's germs, it's dirty, and your immune system just takes a fucking hit. So from that point on, you're like, is this really what the military health system is like? Because I didn't, I, I knew it was free health care, but God damn. Um, but with that being said, I think the military health system is actually pretty good. Uh, it's all free. You just show them your ID, you make an appointment, you have a doctor, that doctor recommends you to other doctors that are like in your network, basically, and you don't pay a dime. I got, I tore my ACL in 2020, right? Right in the beginning of the pandemic, right? Right before the pandemic started, tore it, had surgery, had physical therapy for like a year afterwards and didn't pay a dime. I think it was good. I mean, I can run, I can work out. I can, it's still some, it's still sore from time to time. And then if I overdo it, like it'll swell up just because I got tendinitis. Um, But it's not like, I don't need to be running as much as I run you know, like it's just one of those things. And then like today I went to the doctor to order a blood panel just because I haven't gotten my blood done in a while. And they're just like, all right, go to the lab. Like it's just very, they document everything, but it's very casual. It's not like you have to be like, oh, well, your insurance doesn't cover this or cover that. It's like, oh, if you want this done, just let us know. And we'll, we'll see if you actually need it done or if you're just trying to waste time. Like, do you know what you're trying to get done? Like I ordered a blood panel because I was like, I haven't checked my cholesterol in, <laughs> in a while. Like I just, I, like it's just not something I, it's on your mind. And then you hit like 35 and you're like, I got to start worrying about shit like this. So you um, get that done. And then I think the military also pays for like one voluntary surgery a year or one voluntary surgery per enlistment. One like, it's like cosmetic, I think, or some shit like that. So like dudes get like weird shit done 
Like one one of the guys I work with now got like lip. He didn't get lip injections, but he got something done on his lips to make his lips smaller. I don't know. And then like women get like boob jobs or that's usually what they get or they get like their eyebrows like permanently lasered. So yeah, but the military health system isn't that bad. People make it out to seem like it's evil, but it's really not. The only thing is you get like inexperienced doctors sometimes because they're fresh out of med school and they're trying to get their bill paid, their med school bill paid. So they enlist it or they, they commission to work for the military or the DOD for a while. So sometimes you get some newbies in there that are just literally Googling symptoms and seeing what to treat it with. But that's like, that's pretty rare to get because you don't, military doesn't want to get sued. So that's the military health system in a nutshell. I can expand on it because I've been to the doctor a few times and I've never had a problem with it. Maybe it takes like a month to get an appointment, but it's nothing crazy. And again, it's free, completely free. I can go to the hospital and they see my military ID and they'll charge whoever they need to charge, but they're not charged. I don't, I never see a bill. So there's that. And then with that being said, we're going to move on to the random question of the day. I know we're running long. I appreciate you guys sticking along, sticking this out and fighting through. We're almost at the 30 minute mark here. So we're going to, we're going to wrap this question up quick. So if you guys don't know, I type in the chat GPT. Can you give me a random question of the day? It's simple. It is what it is. She says, absolutely. Here's an intriguing question for your day. And the question is, if you can instantly master any skill, what would it be and why? Hmm. If you can master any skill, what would it be and why? Mastering. I feel like this is going to be a really nerdy answer and I'm. it's going to sound like, I don't know. I feel like it's going to sound bad for some reason, but I think I would try to master coding. Like, I would try to, I would want to master every coding language and be able to write scripts and develop programs. Cause I feel like that's, that's like one of those, it's like building a house basically. Like it's being like a construction worker just digitally. And you, if you could build everything yourself, I mean, yeah, it's going to take time, but I mean, that's a, that's big money right there. And you're just sitting in front of your computer all day and doing it. And that's just something I've been trying to get better at. And I suck at it. Or I'm, it's not even that I suck at it. It's just that everyone I talk to is better than me at it. Or they do things differently than I do it. And they're like, oh, you should try it this way. And I'm like, oh, cool. And I have like imposter syndrome about it where I'm like, maybe I should recommend the way I do it because maybe I'm doing it better than they do, but I don't know if I'm doing it better than they are. And they just told me this is how they do it. And I'm just going to go with their word of mouth because I feel like they've been doing it longer, even though I've never verified if they've done it longer. So I'm going to just act like I don't know what I'm doing because I don't think I know what I'm doing, but maybe I do know what I'm doing. So that, I mean, that's just how my mind works. But yeah, I think if I can code, because then you could just develop any program, any script, anything you really want to do, like you can just develop it yourself. Like you want to trade stocks, you can develop a bot. You could program a bot to do it for you. You know what I mean? Like that you can budgeting money, all that stuff. You can just set up a bot and set up scripts to run it for you and, you know, do all that. So I think that would be the way to go. But I feel like also in mastering, like it would be cool to be like, obviously like the best hockey player in the world or the best three point shooter in the world or something, you know, but it's not saying you'd be like the best, like, I guess I'd master the big game of basketball or something or the master the game of hockey. So maybe that if I could pick a sport, but if it's asking like a specific skill, like, oh, you're going to be the best three point shooter ever. It's like, I still have to be able to play the game of basketball. That means I'm going to be a shitty defender, you know? So like, I don't know if that's what the question's asking, but yeah, a skill, I think coding would be the way to go, but that's just me. Anyway, we're going to wrap it up because I know we're running super long. Again, appreciate you guys sticking it out. Our last podcast, episode 25, had the most downloads and listens out of any podcast. So I appreciate everyone that stopped in. Um, appreciate everyone that's liking it on TikTok. TikTok has been... I've been getting a lot of comments and people be liking the videos on TikTok. So we're going to continue to do that. 
Um, and yeah, if you just subscribe to the Substack, click on my link tree, click on any link that I post, it'll tell you exactly Apple, Spotify, Pocket Casts, tune in, all that stuff. It'll tell you exactly how to use it depending on your software, how to listen to the podcast. So appreciate everyone that does listen. And um, yeah, we'll see you guys tomorrow. We got uh, tomorrow's a, the, the Friday on a Thursday because of Juneteenth. Maybe we'll get into that, but you never know. Let's go Yankees. Yankees.